What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple H Podcast Happy Hour Hoops, presented by yours truly, Winstreaks. Winstreaks is a free-to-play app, 100% free-to-play, might I add. You make up to five picks per day on the NBA, NFL, NHL, baseball is right around the corner, college basketball. We are so close to March. Um, any of those sports, you make five picks a day, accumulate those points from the winners, and then win cash prizes. 100 players win cash prizes every week, up to $2,000. The contest runs every week from Monday to Sunday. Again, never any deposits, guys. Always free to play with win streaks. Use our referral code HHH when you sign up. Uh, me and Jake mentioned last week that we we're doing one more game time giveaway with win streaks that will be next week uh we're going to do it this week but it's going to be next week we'll have another big wheel with everyone's names on it who use shout out captain uh who use our referral code at win streaks hhh when you're signing up make sure you do that you'll be entered to win a game time gift card everyone go download the win streaks app it's the best time for sports right now i mean the win streaks app with march madness is going to be just a, a gem to sit back during the day tons of games on all at once you can pick your winners jake's holding it up as always showing you guys a glimpse of what this beautiful app looks like um yeah and we're not sure why you don't have it downloaded yet so go ahead and do that use our code hhh win streaks guys best sports app i'm giving one right away right away right away 78 points at home against illinois tonight Oh, it's yeah. tough to go into Bryce Jordan Center and win games. They pulled off some upsets there. I'm liking it. 78, give me that. Big yeah, Ten home team can't go wrong. Not heard it can't. It's been a safe bet. It's been a safe pick all year long. It really has. So go download the app. Use our code HHH and lock in that free pick that Jake just gave you. Start accumulating those points and get closer to those cash prizes and get closer to the game time gift card that you could win next week on our show guys we are past the all-star break we are officially into full full steam ahead for the nba i mentioned it too march madness i mean we're we're a few days away from march uh, about a couple weeks away from march madness here um it's awesome it's a great time how are you guys doing Doing good. I need some NBA basketball back. It's a, it feels like it's yeah, been forever. Finally, tomorrow we'll have games again. Uh, I've been watching a lot of college basketball. We're really starting to heat up in terms of these games really mattering, conference play, and uh, conference tournaments start in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the NBA's back tomorrow, and the slate is crazy loaded. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're doing good the uh, All-Star Weekend. We'll get to my thoughts later about that. Yeah. Well, other than that, man, I'm, I'm just ready to watch some, some regular season basketball. I, it, it feels like it's been three weeks without an NBA game. I just keep it, checking my calendar. I'm like, when Suns, Mavs, when Suns, Mavs. Like, it's I crazy how spoiled we are game. with the NBA, bro, because there's, there's a game every night. There's multiple yep. games, you know, on like the big national TV nights. There's, you know, a couple, two, three great games. And then after the All-Star break, it's like, oh, yeah, I, c I could use a day off without basketball. And you're like, Just one day, though. Yeah. Just one day. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck, there's three days, bro. Like, <laughs> Give me some hoops. Yeah, man, it's, it's, been a, it's been a grind this week. It has been a grind. 
Yeah, it's, I will I, say this. How much of it's just like a, it's like my comfort show. I was talking about it with yeah. my my girlfriend that time. Like my comfort show has been gone all week. Like I don't have anything to just throw <laughs> right? on. Right. I don't have so, sun abs. No, it, it doesn't matter if it's Hornets Spurs, bro. Give me that. Like, bro, the amount of times something. I've fallen asleep to like a Trailblazers League Pass game that I don't care yeah. about. Like I just need that on in the background. I don't have that right now. So I watched a little San Francisco St. Mary's last night before I fell asleep. Ooh, nice. Like I'll still have basketball on in the background. Yeah. It's always going to be on one of the TVs. Yeah, let's not get it twisted. It, and you know, we're I mean, still watching. Mavs have the current longest win streak in the NBA right now. I kind of want to see this team still play. They're undefeated since yep. the deadline. I kind of want to watch them play. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous that like the chemistry, the hot streak, that that weak all-star break can be a little weird to some teams coming back from it. So. I just, want, I just want to watch some games. We yeah, appreciate you, see. Isaiah. Lock yeah, let's it go, in Munoz. Right let's go, right. man. You're in for a treat. We got a, we got a lot to get into, even though we don't have any actual basketball. Well, we do. Well, no, we don't have actual basketball to talk about. I was gonna say we do. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not calling the All Star Game actual basketball. That, I won't yeah, give I'm it not that. doing that. I won't I'm not give disrespecting it that. Uh, the game like that. We wouldn't dare, bro. Somehow our, our comments would be <laughs> flooded if we if we said anything nice about the All-Star game with just hate and telling us how stupid we are. But we're gonna get to we're gonna do a full all-star game debrief, recap, cleanup, whatever you want to call it. Um quick, not much news and notes, because like we said, there hasn't been basketball and we haven't uh known what to do with ourselves. But the Nets figured, hey, we have three, four days off, let's fire our head coach. So the Jock Vaughn era in Brooklyn is over. Uh, Kevin Ollie's their interim head coach for now, was announced a few hours after they had the firing of Jock Vaughn. Uh, not all that surprising. Took a took an absolute beatdown from the Celtics, a 50-point loss right before the All-Star break. I'm sure that didn't help no. uh, Jock Vaughn's no. case to stay head coach. I'm sure they were like, okay, we've seen enough. I wonder if that was like, all right, we'll, we'll give him one last shot with this back-to-back uh, -back against Boston before the All-Star break. They lose, then they lose by 50. Um, I don't know. I thought, you know, maybe it was a little premature, but I think there's weird things going on in Brooklyn. Um, they, they're they very invested in Mikhail Bridges. He, as a number one option, hasn't, you know, his numbers are great. It hasn't really panned out and looked good for them. As we Ben Simmons, kind of the same thing. It's always been for him. He's in and out of the lineup. Uh, some nice things from Claxton and Cam Thomas here and there. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It was kind of just like, oh, Jock Vaughn got fired. Makes sense. They haven't, you know, they haven't really done anything. They're a very run-of-the-mill average team in the NBA right now. Yeah, I think, you know, a couple of reasons for this is, first off, their defense and their fourth quarter play has been atrocious. And, and yeah. that's, you know, something that comes Real down to coach. It feels like the Nets are in most games at the start. Yep. And then they just get blown out of the water after halftime, especially in the fourth quarter. And uh, it, it's happened numerous times this year. And I think we talked about the Nets very positively last year where they were kind of trending upwards, right, in the right direction. Where like, we got – they got these young players with potential. You know, guys are coming back. You know, Ben Simmons – you know, I, I know Ben Simmons is a head case to begin with, but when he's been on the court for the Nets, he's been effective this year. And their defense has been night and day in the games he's played versus the games he hasn't played. And we really thought Bridges was going to kind of take the leap. He did take a big leap last year when he got traded, but it's kind of hasn't really stepped up as a true number one option for this team. But it just feels like they're going in the wrong direction, right? And I think it's kind of the Brooklyn Nets trying to get out ahead of it early and 
maybe, you know, a coaching switch might help because, like I said, this is a team that's been in games. A lot of games this year, they just get, besides, obviously, the Celtics beat down before the All-Star break. They're in most games for three quarters, and it's just the defense of the fourth quarter. It just lets them down all the time. This could be a uh, step in the right direction and honestly bring someone in who can teach a couple of these guys to play defense because Cam Thomas should be starting and, and almost any NBA starting lineup, you should have Cam Thomas in. This guy's a walking bucket. He can score 30 points pretty much every night, but he's a defensive liability at times for this team. And it just mm-hmm. feels like they don't really have an identity right now, right? There's some games it's like Bridges is taking the majority of the shots. Other games, Mikael Bridges has like six shots through three quarters. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Cam Thomas has 20 shots. Other games, he's got two. It, it there's no really identity. I love Nick Claxton. I think he's got a ton of potential, and I think they have a lot of good young pieces. Yeah. So why not make the switch? Yeah, I also think too. Right, they're a game out, or they're a spot out of the plane in the East. But I was gonna say it's not. It's not it's, too late. They can no, still make the play in. Yeah, it's definitely not out of the question. It's also you know the not out of the question that they'll miss the playoffs, but the problem is you're not going to get a great uh, chance at a lottery when you miss the playoffs because there's some bad, bad teams, especially in the Eastern Conference. So they're kind of in that no man's land that we talked about with the Toronto Raptors, and we saw the Raptors make some big, big changes uh, the past couple months. And, you know, the Brooklyn Nets didn't really do that in terms of guys they moved around. But I think a coaching change is probably a step in the right direction and maybe can turn them back to where they were last year, where in the second half, no one expected them to kind of play the way they did, right, and make yeah. the postseason. So maybe we'll see that, and maybe we'll see them sneak in the play and give give the team a game because I think this team's got talent. I think they got players, but they just fall apart on almost every game I watch, man. It's bad, man. Any thoughts yeah, on the next no, trade? I mean, well, the way he got the – I mean, he just got the job because Steve Nash had left, right? And he was the interim and yeah. they made him the permanent and Pretty everything. Much. And I feel like it was like we need some stability for a while here. This, this yeah. organization has been in flux for years. Like we need to just get some some stuff underway. And he did that. Like he brought them to a stable ground. They're not a great team as you're talking about, but they're, they're in a position to make a run for the play-in. And maybe this is kind of a – like, listen, the guys are just tuning this guy out now. We need to get another voice in at least to the end of the year and try to salvage this. Show our star, at least, Mikhail, that we're trying to salvage it. Um, and, you know, there were the reports that came out after the firing that they're planning to try to spend this summer and build around Mikhail Bridges because what what else are you going to There's no other move to do. Like, that's the move for them. So it makes a lot of sense just as a – they don't really have any other options to do it. And he's not really, it wasn't their first choice. Like he was the backup choice to their first choice already as it was. He brought some good stability. They did, they, they've, you know, been in a decent position. They didn't fall off the face of the earth the last couple of years. And you have to give him credit for that. But I mean, Jacques Vaughn now in two head coaching stops has been pretty unspectacular, not great results in Orlando, not Mm -hmm. great results in Brooklyn. And I know that people like, tried to hype him up when he got this Brooklyn job too. Like, oh man, he's a good coaching name. He's right. going to have a good opportunity here and everything. I don't think we're going to hear that much anymore about Jacques. So that's, that's unfortunate, no. but he's going to be an assistant somewhere. He's well-regarded in the league. He'll find his footing somewhere, but yeah, the Nets needed to make some kind of change to show this roster. Like, Hey, we're like, what else can the Nets do? Like they need to try to win. So, well, 
uh, it makes sense in that regard. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they turn down? Like, didn't they say like five first round picks? Like, there's not enough for Mikael Bridges or That's, something outrageous. I like was going to bring that up when you brought up. Right? Sometimes he has six shots a game. It's it's you know we hear all the things that the Brooklyn Nets organization is saying how they want to build around Mikael yeah. and Mikael's the future. It's like. Well, some of your actions aren't really consistent with right. that. Because if you turn down five first round picks for a guy, there should not there should not be any game where he, he should be the shoot. guy. Right. He, he, it should and not should be on a game to game. Yes. Right. Players or our um upper management, coaching, everyone should make that apparent. Mikel himself should make that apparent. It doesn't feel like the whole organization is on the same page about Mikhail being the guy, even though they keep telling us that. It doesn't it really hasn't been reflected so far. That that is that's what I was going to say. So. And that, that's how I feel about Cam Thomas too, right? We talk yeah. about this this young guy who could just score 30 points. Like he's, he's had stretches. We remember his 340-point games in a yeah, row last right year. He had a stretch left. of like five or six, 25-plus coming off the bench this year. Yeah. And it's like you have yeah. that. Like, all right, like I get it. Like sometimes like he's just not a good matchup defensively. You can't have him on the court. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm tired of that excuse with some of these guys. You got a guy who can score 25, 30 a night. You find a way to get him in the lineup and get him consistent minutes and consistent shot attempts every single night. There should be no excuse there. There should be no excuse. You don't have the luxury of these other offensive talents. Cam Johnson's been solid, right? Nick Claxton's more defense, and he'll score. You know, he'll get a double-double. But And Mikael Bridges, like I said, they want him to be the guy. Okay, be the guy. But you have another guy here, Cam Thomas, who's one of the younger players in the NBA, one of the guys who can score from anywhere on the court at will. And you're just so inconsistent with how you use both these guys. I just don't get it. You use a 1A, 1B situation, and some games it looks like that way, but other games they just kind of disappear. I I just don't understand it. I did. JBC nominated us. I know who I know who yeah, did the yeah. nomination, JBC. JBC. <laughs> um, yeah, this this feels like we might have to get our guy uh, Spenny on in, in the next coming weeks to, to yeah. hear his thoughts. From, Spenny's uh, been breaking down on the Twitter. It's just been, I know. It's just been angry, it's, angry tweets. You know, he's a uh, he's in the media game, but he's also a diehard Nets fan. So it'd be uh, it'd be nice to hear his his opinion yeah. on this. It's it's very all over the place for me right now. I think, you know, I'm fine with them firing the head coach and maybe trying to light a fire with the interim head coach and just trying to change some of the mojo up in that locker room after the all star break. I think the moves make sense. I think up until this point, they haven't really. So. You know, let's see if they can fix it for this like last quarter of the season for the Brooklyn Nets. Maybe they make the play-in, and then uh, you know they're gonna have some work to do this summer, obviously. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there with Brooklyn. The only other really news this week is Mike Connolly just out of the clouds signed a two-year, twenty-two million dollar extension with the Timberwolves. Bro. He's thirty-six years old right now. I they I'm they shocked. just paid. They just paid Conley through him being 38. Uh, decent chunk of change. I'm sure there's a team yeah. option in there somewhere. Um, that would be my guess. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like I think Anthony Edwards really likes Mike Conley. I think Cat uh, and Gobert like him. I think, yep. he, you know, he's probably just, you know, I'm sure everyone likes Mike Conley. Everywhere he's been, everyone has nothing but good things to say about the guy. It kind of just seems like you're you're re-upping one of your leaders and one of your veterans. Yeah. Um, it, it this move made a lot more sense than the Jock Vaughn move to me. 
Yeah, I, I, it's a veteran leader. I think Mike Conley has been for his entire career one of the more underrated players in yep. basketball or underappreciated. And he's going to be one of these guys, and I'm going to cringe saying this, that 10 years from now kids aren't even going to recognize the name. Oh, who's Mike Conley? And I'll be like, you don't remember Mike Conley? Like, yeah. It's just going to be one of those where it's like – and it happens all the time, right? He's not ever putting up these crazy numbers, but he's just consistent on a year-to-year basis. He knows his role in Minnesota, and I think that's what they want him for in Minnesota. You know, I know we've given them a lot of shit the past couple of years, but the fact of the matter is they're near the top of the Western Conference. They've been there all year long, and – in their mind, they probably are thinking maybe this is a championship window. And how do you yeah. how do you have a championship team, right? You have that young superstar with Anthony Edwards. You got the defense with uh, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. If he plays anything like he did at the All Star game, I mean, you got you got another superstar on your hands. Yeah. But Towns Towns has his moments too, where he, he can take over games. I mean, he scored what sixty two in a game this year. And then you got um, mm-hmm. then you got Mike Conley, a nice veteran leader. It just. In my in my mind, I'm like it made sense to me. I don't think they overpaid. I think he's someone who's just always underappreciated, underrated. Yeah, he's a little older, but I, I don't I don't hate the deal. I, I think it's a solid guy to keep around, especially if the shooting forty four percent from three this year. Yeah, not bad at all. That's impressive. Not if you guys had to, and he doesn't take a ton. He doesn't need to take a ton of shots, right? He, he just yeah. picks his no. spots. If you guys had to guess, give me a number on his total career earnings. I have it pulled up right now. But when hold on, let me let me preface that with after this deal is done, after the after the extension is done, what will his total career earnings be? I don't think he ever Just got a guess. I'll give you a higher. I don't think he ever got a. I don't even think he got a max. How many years has he played? He got one 36? big bag. He got one big bag. I'm he's gonna at say seventeen years right now. He'll be at 19 seventeen at years. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say two hundred twenty-seven million. I'm going higher. I'll go two hundred sixty. Uh, right. 260 million. It's I'm higher than both of that. Okay. All right. All right. It's it's my God. 200, 200, 295 million by the Okay. All right. Oh. All right. Conley. Okay, See, Conley. Yeah. He got a bag. He did get a bag. He got a he got a nice bag. You saying people might not know him in 10 years, it's so crazy because like totals of his st- stats, like borderline like could be a basketball hall of fame guy like i don't think he will be yeah but like it's like it's a uh, i don't know it's like guys like you talk about in football it's tough now with like a stafford used to be one of these guys but he has a super right. bowl now so it's a little different well that's the thing guys. minnesota gets the fun the nba championship yeah maybe the conversation changes but no you're right he's just had the longevity of just consistency and, and being just good being, yeah being productive yeah. every yeah. single season yeah. Yeah, and with those, though, you know, some of those teams in Memphis, so he, he got leading is shout out Mike Conley. Well, that's what Memphis. Yeah, he got the he got a five year, one hundred fifty two million max from Memphis. Makes sense. And then he got when he got traded to Utah, he signed a three year, sixty eight million with them, and that's what he was cruising on right now. And then he just like this year, he's getting paid twenty four million dollars a year, which he should not be getting that that's money. Crazy. But yeah. He's he's a finesse guy at this point. Yeah, like that two hundred ninety-five million for. Uh, I mean, he's been uh, he's obviously been a great player, but that's a lot of money for a guy who, as you said, Steve, a lot of people aren't gonna isn't gonna be in their first thought of as like best point guards of this generation, right? Which is a disgrace because he a not only has been one of the best and most consistent point guards in the NBA, but also on one of the best uh, college basketball teams 
I guess I was just like say, in yeah. the last 20 years, 20 years now, that's, that's how old I am because it feels like that's yesterday. I but. know, I know, it really does. <laughs> and look at, and, I mean, look at the teams he's been with, right? Memphis, they weren't great, Utah, and then Minnesota. Minnesota finally decent now, but it's like, you know, he, he's never really with a true contender or a team that was everyone was watching. Nobody was tuning into a Utah Jazz game in, in 19, yeah. 2019. No one's watching say, the Grizzlies in the early 2000s. Probably just like the early 2010s when like Zach Randolph, Marcus Gasol, yeah. Tony Allen, yeah. Rudy Gay, like that group for like two years. But that was really it. And like, yeah, that's about it. And they weren't even flashy at that time. And like, that's when like the Thunder were coming up in the West right. with KD and Westbrook. So like, there was all these. And like Kawhi with the Spurs, so like that. All these more really... interesting teams, right? Right, like they're they're grit and grind, and it's like, yeah, they were true to that, but like that's not flashy. That doesn't really right. get your name known. And Mike Connolly, as good as he is and was, like he was just uh, a run of the mill point guard who was super fundamental, great at everything, but like uh, you know, and he was not like a loudmouth. He doesn't, you know, he's not really, he's never really had like a diva moment. So you know, sometimes I guess that can that can hurt your reputation. Yeah, but absolutely. Um, happy for Mike Connolly. Well deserved, I think. And yeah, I think it's just a move the T Wolves made where they're like, this guy's well liked. Uh, we want to keep him around. He probably keeps Ant in check a little bit as far as you know, just being a good vet to him. So I'm here for it. We can uh we can start to do all star you guys want to just go in order with the all-star game or all-star yeah. weekend? Mark Summer. Um Friday night, I didn't I did not hate the uh, the Rising Stars tournament style uh, play to forty points, and then the you know there's four separate teams. I, I didn't mind that. I, I I'm curious to like that's that's probably the least of my problems of the weekend is the the Rising Stars. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that could be something maybe the actual All Star game could take notes of, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll get into the actual All Star game when it happens. But with the Rising Stars, the biggest thing with the Rising Stars, you don't want it to be, you know, a, a, a game. You want it to show off these young players that maybe not, you know, yeah. the average fan will recognize right off the bat, right? Everyone wanted to see Wemby play. But there's a lot of good young players that have been in the league the past couple of years. So I think that's the uh, the kind of the best way to display them, right? Let them, let them all kind of do a little something there show off what they got. And I think it, it did a good job of kind of showing off pretty much all of the young players. Obviously some, you know, played a little bit more than others in terms of you know volume and everything, but that's what you really want in a rising stars, right? You want the more public fans to become aware of all the players in the league, all these young guys that have a chance to become household names in a couple of years. Yeah, it was a good. Look, Rising Stars is a good time. I I had fun with the celebrity game too. Like the celebrity game, yeah, that's yeah. always fun. Is good. It, it, it's just yeah, and and <laughs> the nice part of a celebrity game is they're giving effort. Like you get you see people going ham in some of some of these efforts. E only my only complaint about celebrity game, and maybe I'm I'm in the minority here. I don't think other sp pro sport athletes should be able to play in the celebrity game. I only I like Micah that. Parsons yeah. and Puka Nakua, who are so Yo. much more athletic than the other guys on the floor, yeah. but, like showing off. Like I get it. Like, but you're a professional athlete, bro. You should be pretty good at this. Like, if you played basketball growing up and you're a professional athlete, it's like we get it. So I, I, I understand it. I think it is kind of cool too. But it's like, dude, you just if you're gonna do a celebrity all-star game, and maybe I'm in the minority. Like I said, 
Just have celebrities, ones that aren't professional athletes, that aren't in the weight room every day, that aren't in great shape, that aren't training, right? Because then you get yeah. these guys and it's like, all right. But I will say, Puka Nakua, I did not know he could dunk like that. Bro. I, no, I did not know he could dunk like That's that. I got the on today for Puka. I did not know he could dunk <laughs> like that. I, I, I did enjoy that. He looked comfortable out there, bro. Yeah. I was like, damn, this guy, this guy broke was breaking rookie records and now he's balling at the uh, all-star <laughs> yeah. celebrity yeah. game. Micah Parsons going way too hard, bro. Way yeah. too hard. So maybe do maybe hard. do like in other athletes, like half the game and the other half is like celebrities, like yeah. match them up. I think maybe that'd be cool, but yeah, dude, like I said, oh. it was you saw it. You were like Micah Parsons, what are you doing? Look, look know who you're playing against, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was going crazy. He missed out on Cowboys playoff games. You know, he had to play a little. He had to, he had to, he had to play a little awesome intense. Team. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. If you saw the beginning, I was I like had it on right from the beginning, and he was talking. They had an interview with when Cassie Hubbard's walk around showing off the LED yeah. court and everything. And they have an interview with him and Stroud, and he's just like staring CJ in the eyes. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna crush him or something. I'm like, bro, you are like, even bro, CJ, you are. Hey, bro, like, we're not this about, serious. What are you talking about? I'm like, damn, the, the Houston GM's about to call in and be like, CJ, get off that court, bro. Like, yeah. Wow. Oh, Adam Silver might give him a phone call. Be like, you want to play in the All Star game next year? <laughs> yeah. I kind of need some of that. Yeah, we need to motivate yeah, these good guys. Point. Good point. <laughs> um yeah so friday friday you know not nothing really to complain about friday i'd say that's that's run of the mill that they do it those things friday for a reason it's not it's yeah. not what draws everyone in but if you right. are tuned in it's it's entertaining enough saturday this is not you know not even necessarily for me but this is just where the problem started uh with the all the complaining heard all around the world whether you're honestly i feel like whether you're in the basketball space or not you heard how shit everyone thought the all-star weekend was yeah. i i i am in the minority you know i shouldn't say i'm in the minority i'm i'm somewhere in the middle i don't think it was as bad as everyone is talking about we're, we're going to continue to go through in chronological order here but i do want to want to preface it with that i think i think the outrage and the hate was way more than it needed to be or i, or I, or I think was fair i think people at, at some point were just complaining to complain because I'll start by saying I thought the three point contest was fucking awesome, and I thought three Sabrina point contest Steph, is always great. It's always great. Sabrina and Steph was fucking awesome too, and yeah. the skill, you know, skills competition. I think, Ugh. I think this year they might have done a little too much with the teams. Ugh. It was too messy to me. But they also um, like half of them don't care in the skills yeah, competition. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like, how do you not? How do you not know bro. what way to Come go? On. Yeah. How how do you not know what way to go around the obstacles? You just watch the two guys in front of you go. Scotty yeah, Barnes nice. dribbled off his foot. Anthony Edwards is shooting left-handed. Bro, I mean, I like, got a, I got a bone to pick with Scotty Barnes, bro. That that bro. is who y'all picked to be in the All Star game <laughs> over Porzingis and Derek White, and this dude dribbled off his foot and went the wrong way in the All Star yeah. or the in the skills yeah. competition. Like, come Anthony on, Edwards man! Edwards wanted no part of All Star. No, they wanted no. Bro, bro wanted no. Scotty threw it there. backwards too for the half court shot. Yeah. Right, he was one who did backwards. No, I like, think I, that like, was just the long three. I don't even think it was half court. It was just a long three. He chucked it backwards. It's like, oh my god, man! I don't know. I skills. It wasn't. You know, it was skills was meh for me. I, you know, I could. It, it was fine. There's parts of it that I enjoyed. I, I thought the. um 
I, like I said, I think that I think it was just too clustered. I think they did too much with too many guys on the floor at the same time. I think they should go back to how like how it was a few years ago, where there's like four guys compete, three or, or I mean four to like six guys competing it. You do the up and down on the court, but like obviously that's way too easy for guys now. Yeah. I want to see like instead of like stopping and having to pass through like a huge circle, I want to see those like off season drills where you're dribbling with your left on a half yoga ball and they're throwing you a tennis yeah. ball and you have to complete like yeah, five of those before you move on. Like show us what you do in the off season to, to perfect that handle. I don't want to see some guy throw a bounce pass through a huge circle that I could throw a bounce pass through. Well, that, like anyone, that's the thing too. It's like anyone what are we do doing? That. What are we doing? The, the four point but the pass was from yeah. me from me to like my wall here about five feet away chest pass what are we doing the guys like, are just like hucking the ball they didn't even care they were like i could throw this in. yeah they're like i could throw this in with my eyes closed i'm like yeah i, yeah. I could throw it in from here on my couch like what are we i doing? thought i thought and i i hate the pro bowl more than anything but i thought this year like the mini games they did kind of with the the targets that the cj stroud i think it was baker had to hit some of the catches the receivers had to make i thought that was cool and i think in the nba you can implement stuff like that that makes it difficult for these guys you you see steph and luca all the time throwing up these random three-quarter shots before they walk in the in the locker room why not have four or five guys Got to do kind of almost like the gauntlet, right? You got to make a layup, then you got to make a little mid-range, then you got to make a corner three, wing three, top of the key, and then it goes to half court and then all the way to like a three-quarter shot. That would be fun. That would yeah. be fun to watch. In instead, you got three guys throwing half-court shots for a tiebreaker where half of them don't even care. They're like, the passing, Donnie, was outrageous. Those targets, well, you got to make them. It's Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, this guy could close yeah. his eyes and throw it halfway across the court into a tiny target. Like, yeah. what are we doing? So I make it a little tough, right? And then have the best playmakers do that, kind of split it up. So I agree. I think that was stupid. Three point contest thought I was fantastic, and was I mean, I'm gonna say it first. If 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 you're still upset on Twitter, angry and complaining about Sabrina Ionescu using women's ball, shut up. Like yeah. 26 points. She went from the men's line. First from off. NBA she range. went from the men's line, which is NBA range. 26. You know what 26 would have got her? In the finals of the actual three-point competition. Yeah. I'm sorry she lost to Steph Curry, who's the greatest shooter of all time. Not the not this year, not the generation of all time. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic for growing the game. And that's exactly kind of how I wanted it. I wanted both to put up really impressive performances, right? I didn't want one to blow out the other, who regardless who would have won. I didn't want either to struggle. I wanted them to both take it seriously, which Steph and Sabrina did. And they both shot incredible. Like I said, Sabrina Yeska had 26 points. That would have tied everyone who was in the three-point competition yeah. to begin with. So I thought it was incredible, um, and I hope they do more of that going forward because I think that's how you grow the women's game as well, right? You get people to recognize. Because I did see, I will admit to some of the, you know, Twitter, TikTok, comment haters, I did see a few. I did see a few people be like, wow, the Sabrina girl can ball. Didn't really know much yeah. about her. She can ball. Now you still have the people who are all upset, and then the people victory lapping Steph Curry. It's like, dude, like. 
like, yeah, we get it. Like Steph's a great shooter, but I, I will give people some credit that, you know, maybe didn't really know what Sabrina could do kind of uh, realized it. And I was really, really happy for her. And I was really happy just for the women's game in general to go up against Steph Curry. First off is daunting to do it, especially in front of an arena and then in front of the world where, you know, for the past, like, two, three weeks since it's been announced, so many people are rooting for you to fail just yeah. because of how their ignorance. And then to do what you did, to go first and put up 26 points, I thought was incredible. And I, I give her all the credit in the world. I think it was great to grow the game. And uh, like I said, no shame in losing to Steph Curry. I thought they both put up oh, super impressive rounds. And I enjoyed that probably most of the whole weekend. That was what I was looking forward to, and I thought it delivered. Yeah, and it's it's so crazy too because like obviously no shame in losing to Steph like you said no, like not at all she put no. she put up amazing numbers but wasn't it incredible to watch Steph go and you're like oh this is why he doesn't do the three point contest it's too easy he would he would have whomped everyone dude imagine like if he had to do multiple rounds dude like I can't even imagine what that would have looked like how many three point contests do you think Steph Curry would win if he did it every year uh, he'd be he he probably have eight by now if he was at least right upped. yeah I mean what is, yeah. is he only have one well and because think, he knew like like him going in and knowing what he needed like of course he was gonna turn it on and that yeah. like he had the money ball at the end like that's the thing is Steph is just that that kind of athlete where if it comes down to it he's gonna turn it on and and figure it out so yeah and to talk about the actual contest Dame did that too right Dame needed 26 yeah, exactly. and he hit it on, after missing three in a row hit it on the final money ball like some of these guys like just have that DNA of a clutch shooter like when I know I have to make a basket I will and you're right and just kind of turned it on but I that, that's the one thing I will say I thought both three-point contests were fantastic I'd love for them to expand uh the other one as well. I really do. I, I would yeah. I would love to see like Stefan. I know Sabrina and Steph hinted towards maybe a two v two next year, which I, a lot of people are alluding that Stefan Clay versus Sabrina and Caitlin. Which who knows? Who knows? I, I think it'd be incredible. I mean, yeah. you know, Caitlin to break the women's all time scoring record. Not to get off topic, she hit it from pretty much half court. Yeah, that was <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and she went three for three to start the game and hit from pretty much half court. So I don't think and she's then, worried about what line she's shooting from. For um, her to say after the game too that she was like, you knew it had to be a low. You knew shot. it was going to be from there. She like that was in her mind. Like that's where yeah. it was coming from the whole time. Uh, I would love to see that, but either way, like I just think this is great to grow the game. Cause like I said, Sabrina Ionescu is a star and I know they've done a great job of marketing all women's college basketball, but this is really, it really helps for the WNBA. Cause I say it all yeah. the time. If you're not ignorant, if you're not just blind, blind, just opening your mind a little bit, like, if you enjoy watching competitive basketball, you watch. You enjoy watching competitive basketball. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA, doesn't matter if it's college, doesn't matter if it's women's college or the WNBA. And spoiler alert for all those people who are missing basketball after the June NBA finals, they're like, oh, what can I do? WNBA is on in the summer, and like, yes. it, it, like it's on in the summer. So I'm glad it was. It was good to kind of you know show off a WNBA star. Yep, couldn't agree yeah, more. So so what was point. the what, what ahead, was Jake. the deal then? I was gonna I was gonna bring us into I wanted to hear your guys' initial thoughts on what everybody what is the deal with the dunk contest and if there is an issue with the dunk contest. Uh, because my thing with the dunk contest and Dunny, when you said that you didn't have an issue as big of an issue with All Star Weekend, my issue was with the All Star Game. 
The dunk contest, I yeah. really don't. Now, A, the biggest issue I have is that, you know, everybody wanted to shit on Jalen Brown for the different for the dunks or whatever else. At least he's the one all-star who decided to do that. The issue with the dunk contest is like professional wrestling where you need star. Like if you put three Agreed. jobbers out there and one star, no one's going to care. If you had four stars out there, all those dunks could have been exactly the same. If it's four superstars, people are going to care. So that's my biggest thing that you have to start yeah. at the beginning. The dunks itself, I don't know what new shit people can do because people just get shit. If you jump over someone, you get shit on. If you do a windmill or a 360 between the legs, yeah. like, oh, we've seen that before. It's like, okay, bro, you can go out there and flip? do it. They want someone to yeah, do a like, flip and dunk? No, I, yeah. about here? I agree with you. I sent you guys the video after the fact of what was the 2016 dunk competition when Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. I'm like, this has yeah. ruined all dunk contests for us because yeah. we were spoiled. I I go back and I think the past like 10 dunk contests, my favorite dunks of all time, I think eight of the 10 are from Levine and Aaron Gordon just throwing haymakers at each other in that dunk yeah. contest. It's like, what else could you do? So I think then it becomes either Adam Silver or the NBA's, you know, jobber to implement like different maybe props or strategies or bonuses or something like that. And also too, no disrespect to Jalen Brown, Dunning, no disrespect at all. But I almost felt like the judges were kind of boosting him up a little bit just to get a well-known name in the finals. I thought Jacob Toppin deserved to face off against Mac McClung in the finals. I thought he had one of the more impressive dunks when he went through the legs. But the, the reality is, like, like they're trying to make Mac McClung into a NBA slam dunk champion like star. I get that. I get what they're doing there. But no one cares. It's not in the NBA, bro. No one cared about Jacob Toppin. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. No one cared about Jacob Toppin. They're trying to change this Mac McClung guy into a just a dunk champion, even though he doesn't play in the NBA. So I yeah. get why they kind of boosted up Jalen Brown a little bit. I mean, dunked over Kaisen, not sitting down in a chair. Like, come on now. No one cares. Yeah. But <laughs> I think, you know, maybe not necessarily the dunks itself, but make it more of kind of a show. I want to see the props again, right? I want to see the that's, guys get in the costume. I want to see the car come out to the court. I want to see, see what, what was the guy Javel McGee dunked in two hoops before. Yeah, like I want to see time. different yeah. stuff like that. Switch it up because if you just have a a hoop and you give a guy who's insanely athletic, another spoiler alert for everyone watching, there's a lot of insanely athletic guys in the NBA. They're all going to know how to do the same stuff. 360s, windmills, through the legs. We've seen it all. You got to switch it up, make it more of kind of a show entertainment in my mind. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think like if you combined yours and Jake's points uh, on the, on the dunk contest, it kind of fixes itself. Right. Because yeah. if, if there is more stars like Jalen Brown, then they're like, you know, Jalen Brown brought out Jason Tatum for that Kai yeah. Sinatra. Okay? Like I agree with you. It wasn't that impressive of a dunk, but like, that probably drew eye. Like if you're Absolutely. watching the group of people, it turns yeah. heads when Jason Tatum Absolutely. gets on the screen. If you have other stars who have star teammates or friends, they're more likely likely to be there. They're more likely to be used as props that you're saying. Like when Blake Griffin brought out the, the Kia and jumped over yeah. it, I was watching one of the old dunk contests and Serge Ibaka like hung a toy from the rim and like pretended to get the little kid's toy down. He dunked yes. the ball and then grabbed the toy with his mouth. Ooh. Gerald Green blew out a cupcake. cupcake. That was, yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Gerald Green did a windmill dunk and then blew out a candle on a cupcake that was sitting on the back of the rim. Like it, it's fixable. Like you just, yeah. I think you, like Jake said, I think you need to implement guys that people actually know who the hell they are. And then those guys, then it's yeah. up for them to, and I think they will be more competitive. Like if Jalen Brown was going up against 
Zion and other, other people who he sees on a nightly basis. And no disrespect to Jacob Toppin, Mac McClung, and um, and Jaime Jaquez, who, you know, you know, Jaime Jaquez is probably the biggest name of those guys, and he's a rookie other than Jalen Brown. Yeah. And, you know, I – I, I'm fine with if people don't think Brown's dunks were that impressive, but it's also crazy that people are making him this like scapegoat and everyone's just shitting on Jalen Brown. It's like, all right, well, LeBron's been telling it's us he's going to do the dunk contest since 2010 and yeah. he hasn't, he hasn't done one. Like, I don't know. I think, I think it's silly. I think Jalen. I think you got to give Brown credit for yeah. doing the dunk contest. Oh, he's the first notable name we've had in years. And they, people they said, said, people said it. it was going to be a lose-lose for him, and they were right yeah. because exactly what happened. If he win, if he won, people were going to say he beat a bunch of scrubs, and he lost like he did. Now people are just clowning him and saying that he sucks. So, yep. and he um, played into the he played into the meme too with the left hand with the glove. That was he tried he tried to at least do something. Half the people didn't even understand it. It's like, dude, I know. They were like, like, oh, he dunked to this yeah, left. He's like, yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. He's yeah. been hated out for not having a left also, for his entire career. It's a Michael Jackson glove, and Michael Jackson is from, drumroll, Indiana. Like, yeah. it was a yeah. nice touch, too. Yeah. Like, it was it was a well thought out. Everybody's like, oh, we want creativity. Like, that's fucking creative. But that's what I want. What I want creative about? stuff like that. I yeah. want these guys to come up with props and stuff. Like you said, Donnie, like, blowing, blowing out a candle of a cupcake's hilarious. That just he, makes the dunk so much better. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think my my summary of the dunk contest is Jalen's getting unwanted hate per usual. Um, do I think the dunks can be more creative? Absolutely. Like we didn't need two different people dunking over Shaq in the same dunk well, contest, the, guys. Yeah, what are we? What doing? are we doing? And what how is that? And like I, I I like trust me, this is not biased. I think Mac McClung should have won that. But like, how are you gonna dunk over Shaq in the final round when someone already did it? I know. Right. Like, what, what are we doing? But that's the um, thing. It's because they just don't know what else to do to yeah. switch it up to make it look cool. And it's like that's why you the NBA has to find a way to just implement all these different things. Like I said, whether it's props, whether it's maybe bonuses if you do something or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like it, it just to make it better. Because I, like I said, I, I we've seen every type of dunk. Jake's right. Like you can't. We, we've seen all the dunks. What else are they gonna do? You can't front flip and do a dunk. Maybe use a trampoline. You might be able to do that. Yeah. But we've seen all this stuff, and and we've seen it at its peak. Like I said, 2016, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, nothing, no dunk contest is compared to that from the dunks we've seen, in my opinion. So it's like, how do you impress the audience again, right? I go back and watch some of the older dunk contest videos. Watch the reactions of just yeah. the the players or the people at court side going nuts. Watch the reactions from this year. It's like, yeah, all right, cool. Like that's hot. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we what? we've seen this dunk before. I, you're and, you're so good at this, Steve. Because oh, go ahead, Gunny. No, go ahead. I I kind of have no, like a wrapping I, up thought. So that that's fine because I was gonna I was gonna move on and use that as a segue because I think there's a larger problem at hand that it goes with the players reacting and everything else. But go ahead, Doc. Yeah. So I I I was gonna say it's probably similar, but I was gonna say it about the fans. Like I feel like I I you know people were shitting. I feel like people were shitting on the dunk contest before it even started. Like in the first yeah. round, it's like it's almost yeah. like you didn't even give it a chance. Fair. It's like no more, no wonder why you hate it so much, bro. You've been you've been complaining about it before it even started. Yeah. It's I think I feel like half of it is just people like just not pleased with anything. Like I, you know, real quick things that I liked about the dunk contest. I like Jalen Brown's tribute to Terrence Clark. I think he should have got a high score from that yeah. because yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a cool thing to do, and mm-hmm. it was. I thought it was sick. I I thought Jacob Toppin's dunk was awesome, like you said, Steve. Yeah. I think maybe he should have advanced for that. I thought Mac dropping the ball in midair and then re-catching it. That was an burst. incredible it dunk. It was a sick dunk. No one no cared. Talked about that. Nobody cared. I thought the court was sick. I thought the court was yeah. sick all weekend, but I thought it was cool how they had like the little emotes following them as they were walking mm-hmm. around. Um, yeah, like I think there's good things. And it's like if you don't give it a chance, obviously you're gonna think it's shit because you're you're being negative going into it. And then yes, was it an underwhelming dunk contest? Of course it was. It's, we're we're having that issue for the last couple of years, but complaining for days on end afterwards it's like all right well i don't i don't think you would have been pleased if michael jordan came out and he competed in it it sounds like so <laughs> i also think it's a lot of complaining is due to just people wanting to see regular season nba games again they're just yeah. like well we got four days like might as well talk about something yeah. with it. everyone's got to talk about the nba at all times so it's like got to find something to complain about yeah <laughs> but i I think it was we transitioned to Sunday and talk about the players and and their buy into everything. It felt like they didn't buy into this weekend at all. That's the reactions you're talking yep. about. Like there's nobody getting hyped up, no one supporting everybody. Like no one going even just fake it, just fake it a little bit. And well, then you get to Sunday. Go ahead, go ahead. See. Well, my my whole thing is I think you have to give the players a reason to care too. I don't think it all falls on the players. I really don't. And and I get it. Like, but if you look at the players, like. The players enjoy hanging out with each other, right? They, they, they Sometimes they get annoyed with the conferences, but they like messing around on the court and everything. But this is also like uh, they have the other guys who don't make the All-Star game, they have a week off. Like this is a yeah, little vacation, vacation for them. They're with yeah. their families. Maybe they're taking a little trip. The players here, like they're here, you know, because A, the fans want them to be here, right? A, B, they're the faces of the league. So the NBA – should return the favor and kind of do something for the players to be like, hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for you know being a good representation of this league. And the NBA just doesn't do that. They just don't. They just expect yeah. them to put on a show three straight yeah. nights. And it's like the players, even the guys who are in the All-Star game, they're there Saturday night watching. They're there Friday night watching. The majority of them are there every single night and every – during the day, every day, whether it's just random shoot arounds or media questions, it's like, all right. But so, and I get a ton of, and I understand it. I get so many people complaining about the all-star game. They're not trying. They're not playing defense. I, my, one of my favorite memes was just, I forget who it was. Just someone just winded, like looking like they're going to puke over one side of the court. And it's like Jokic and Luka, anytime they have to run one time up the court in the all-star. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I understand it. Like I get it. No defense being played. Lucas shot a half-court shot people got pissed off about when there was 40 seconds to go. Like, guys are taking half-court shots. Damian Lillard was hitting every half-court shot. But I I understand it. You drive to the rim, everyone just kind of clears parting of the Red Sea so you can dunk it. I understand it. But also, too, you got to understand that from the player's perspective, like, they are not here to have a wear and tear war of a game against the best of the best, unless there are stakes and unless there's an incentive. And I would not, and, and I put myself in their shoes, right? I'm an NBA superstar. I don't have a week vacation where everyone else on my team going to see their families, going on little trips. I'm here in Indiana. I'm here in Indiana, yeah. you know, 
putting on saving face for the NBA. I I understand where they're like, all right, I don't really want to give 110% for the All-Star game. I understand where they're like, I just kind of want to mess around, have fun with the other NBA stars who are here. I understand that. And and I put myself in their shoes. I'm not going 100% in the All-Star game. I'm just not. I'm not risking an injury. I'm not risking, you know, maybe injuring someone else and then just having that entire, not just the fan base, but the the team, the, the opponent team being like, this guy's a, an asshole. What is this guy doing? Yeah. Dirty player. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be that one guy who stands out from the rest. So my whole thing is either you you change it up completely, and I think there's a couple solutions, which I'll I'll propose to you guys later to see what you guys think, or you give them an incentive, whether that's a money or like a money, like some type of money reward for the winning team or home court advantage in the finals, which I don't think is fair. I don't like that they do that, but something because we saw the NBA execute this perfectly with the in-season tournament. We saw it already with something we didn't think the players were going to care about and didn't look like they cared about. And then once that tournament started to happen, right? Once it was like, you got to win or you're not in, these teams cared. I, th- I think they maybe should have fixed, tried to fix the all-star game before after everything, you know, hindsight, obviously, I think they maybe should have tried to fix this weekend before they implemented the in-season tournament um, oh, yeah. because that is something you could have done. It could have been incentive. The whole All-Star weekend could have been incentive-based like the in-season tournament was. Maybe you get more, some more fire out of the players, some more competitiveness, um, and then you can implement the in-season tournament a year later um, and see if it works then. I, I'm with you. Um I tend to like the home court thing. You know, I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it is necessarily fair, but I, I'll tell you what, it'll, it'll make for a more competitive game. 100%. If, if think about all the guys that were out there this year that have playoff stakes or aspirations to make the finals. Like it, it would help, I think. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily opposed to that idea. I got, I got one that I'll propose to you, which I think is crazy that I don't think they'd ever do. But what does everyone want to do when they talk basketball? They want to debate player versus player. They want to say who's better than who. 1v1 tournament winner gets like a million bucks. Not only that, not only a 1v1 tournament right to win a million bucks, but you're like, oh, LeBron James is the first 1v1 champion. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine like – and you'd still have to get the players to check in or want to play for that. But I think they would. You play half court. We're not playing full court here. You play half court. You could do maybe a three-on-three thing too. Like we would play if we went uh, three of us went to a random court, right, to play pickup street ball or something. You know how three-on-three where you just you have three or four teams. You just kind of rotate on and off. You could do that too. These guys don't want to play full court, and I get it. I completely understand it. Watch the the replay of the Oscar game. No one's running up and down the court. The only one who was running was the one who had the ball, won the dunk, and everyone else walked away. So I'm saying yeah. you could – I think you got to make it half court so these players don't have to run. They don't want this to be a demanding physical exercise. But 1v1 half court, you're telling me everyone wouldn't tune into that? 1v1? Yeah. I wouldn't even care. If it was like a guard, like a, a 6'1", Shea Gilgis Alexander against a Jokic, 6'11", but they get to play 1v1? I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to see that? I would. I would like that. I think that's not a bad idea. I like that idea. I think that that's a better chance at them being competitive. Me too. Um, I, 
I I understand what you're saying, both of you, with the the where the where is the incentive for the players yeah. and everything else. But the incentive is that you're getting paid two hundred million dollars for five years, and you're one of the yeah. best players in the NBA. That's like this is part of your job is show up and put on a show. And I'm not yeah. saying they have to go put a hundred percent in, but this was like thirty percent. Like this was yeah, like maybe less twenty percent, maybe less yeah. even. Like and 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 then you have Anthony Davis coming out and being like the best part was the the dunks from the Bulls and Pacers trampoline people and all this other stuff and guys like mentioning not wanting to get hurt after the game and everything. I was like, no one wants to get hurt. Of course, that's the thing. But the year these people are paying like. For like hundreds of dollars to come to Indiana or be from Indiana, like these cities wait for the All Star Game to come yeah. there. And like you said, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, not the most exciting place to go spend your weekend. I get it. It's not New Orleans. It's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Miami. Like there are more exciting places that there would be better All Star parties. There would be more fun on the weekend. Like I don't know what those guys were doing all weekend. I don't know what they were. They, they I'm sure there wasn't like a, a bouncing nightlife and everything else. So it wasn't just the same vibes and everything else. And the NBA does need to do something about it. They need to incentivize the players and and give them some reason other than pro, like just pulling in. What was it that they said? Iguodala and Larry Bird and Julius Irving got sent in. Like, yeah, those guys are like they're gonna they're gonna respect those guys and hear what they say. But it's not gonna change how they go play on the court once the once the ball gets thrown up and everything else. Especially once they see the energy from everybody else. And yeah. It's just it's just a terrible product. Like we're sitting here talking about this game and why we need to fix it when it's supposed to be the showcase of like the best players and their talent yeah. and everything else. Now yeah. all we're talking about is how they don't want to go on the floor in a, in a league where everybody complains about them being soft and not wanting to play as it is. Like that's the yeah. biggest thing is this is already a league that has an issue with load management and stars not playing in right. big games and that kind of thing. And then when you have your your biggest showcase, now it's the Pro Bowl. Like now that's what it is. Like yeah. you used to that. At least you had some excitement. Now it's the Pro Bowl. No one gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. Just right. put that put the All-Star game in, in June or something, and the finals players don't play. You put it in between a no, couple nights. Right. Like it that would be better than having it on this whole weekend where we have to go without these games and everything else. And then at least everybody else could be on vacation and everything else. So I think that is a good point. There's probably like they're seeing all their teammates out and getting this time off, and you do have a lot of responsibilities during all-star weekend that's the price of being a star but also you yeah. do need to incentivize these guys to do something to. but the effort was just it was just oh it, it was just a bad it i turned it off in the second quarter bro like i was just like i'm not i'm not sitting here wasting my two I and will, a half hours watching this whole thing there's no I, way i will say there is a little bit of part part of me that does enjoy just watching when a guy's like made a few in a row, just throwing up half quarters and trying to hit them. Oh yeah, and there is there I is a part a of me. I don't have a problem with Luca throwing up this the other shot. Like you should have some moments in the game. Yeah, that's I, ridiculous. Like, I have no sure. issue about Damian Lillard pulling up like just egregiously launching and hitting them. I don't have a problem with Carl Anthony Towns trying to show off his dunking skills. Like yeah. I don't have an issue with that. Right. So it's it's weird because the fans want to see good basketball they want to like be, get the wow effect right we're watching the stars but in order to do that these guys can't play just a physical tough game like they're playing game seven of the nba finals right oh, so no, no. there has to be there has to be no a middle ground. ground here because we want to see them play a competitive game but we also want to this the all-star game is to show off your skills it's to show off your talent so in my mind it's like there is a problem 
with the all-star game too, but you don't want it to go too far in the other direction where it's like these guys are just playing just tough, tough basketball. And it's like, yeah, but I, I kind of want to see Damian Lillard pull up a, a three from the next area code because he's made three in a row, right? Yeah. I kind of want to see LeBron James throw it off the backboard and dunk to himself. I, I, I mean, Luca's failed attempt was hilarious where he tried yeah. to throw it off the backboard and dunk one handed and failed. Then Jokic at the end failed trying to do like a two hand reverse. Like some of that stuff's funny. Like some of the stuff Giannis does is hilarious, but it's like, I want to see these guys show off their personality and skill. I necessarily don't need a competitive game, but I need something where it's not just like, all right, we're jogging down the court. Whoever has the balls running to the, the rim or they're tossing up a three, right? I want to see these guys show off their skills, but I also like, I don't need to see a, a competitive game. I, I just want to see a, a a game with the best players in the world kind of show off what they can yeah. do. And that's why I think maybe a three-on-three, three, maybe a one-on-one. -on -one. I think going half court, regardless what you do, would make this so much more enjoyable for the players. They, they are walking down the court. Everyone complains, well, they're not playing defense. Yeah, because four of them are under the other basket. <laughs> of course, of course, it's an open lane. Like they're not going to run back in the All Star game. So why are we why are we having them play full court? What's the point of that? I'm telling you right now. If you just made it half court, three on three, they got to pick their teams like gym class captains. You'd get a much more competitive game, regardless of having an incentive. Regardless, because they not don't have to go up and down a full court. They're just balling at that point. They're just hooping. Just let them hoop. That's all. The yeah, most talented I, players in the world. Let them hoop. That's it. I don't know. I think I think there's I think there's a lot wrong with it at, at this point. To piggyback my, my last thought here, so, something that Jake said about you know the guys just I, I think it really comes down to the guys just wanting it more. Like I'm I'm with you, Steve. I, I don't think they should have to play like a playoff game. But what we saw the other night was crazy. I mean, like, and like, there's there should be no praise for scoring over 200 points. It's like, yeah, no shit. You guys are the best players in the yeah, in the world. You can make open shots. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like right. when no one's guarding you and you're just allowed to dribble up and down. It's like at that point, it's just a time thing. It's like how many points can you score in this amount of time? It, and I'll say the thing that should keep them motivated. It doesn't need to be incentives. It's like, how about the guys? you know, 20 years ago that made an eighth of the money that you guys are making right. it, who put on much better shows, right. even in the early two thousands, late nineties, it's like the all-star game was so much better. It was so much more competitive. East versus West meant something like at the end of the day. Yes, I do. You know, Adam Silver probably needs to create some sort of incentive. Um, you know, I, I think there's things that the league can do, but at the end of the day, I, I do think the players just need somehow need to care more. And if it's, and if you want to take a poll of who's going to, care more and play harder maybe those guys should get a shot and not necessarily the, the people who get voted by the fans because at the end of the day people want to see you know they want to see the best of the best but they want to see a competitive game man and uh yep i don't know i'm not it's not like i'm, I'm not anti-player at all in this i just think it's clear when you're watching the game it's like you just need someone to care out there and it, I it, no I, one cared i love him but lucas should never play a minute in the all-star game yeah, he should just he sit on the bench. He gets it. He's done this for like five, six straight years now. Jokic, same thing. Jokic, hey, Anthony shot Edwards, honestly, too, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. Anthony yeah. Edwards saying he was going to play left-handed. It's like, bro, I, what are we doing? Like, yeah, I I saw people quote tweeting that with like Chris Finch, close your eyes, bro. <laughs>
It's like if but, they don't uh, yeah. play, but but the problem is the fans want to see them, right? Some fans, like like you said, they go to Indiana. There's fans that are like, oh my gosh, I get to go to the All Star game to see the 25 best players in the NBA going at it. It's like, well, you're not really going to see that, and you don't want to punish them. And be like, oh yeah, you don't have to play. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. I, even I know this is completely different because he was dealing with an injury. But even last year, right, Giannis starts, scores a basket, he's out, he's coaching. Like, I get it, right? Because of an injury, you didn't want to risk anything. Like, he he still did that. But it's like these fans want to see these guys play. So do it in a way where you can enjoy watching them play. But you also have to think of the players a little bit too. I really do. Because if you don't get the players checked in, you're never going to get a good product. It's just simple fact. And as a Luka fanboy, he's never been checked in in one All-Star game. He has never cared. Jokic never cared. No, LeBron I mean, didn't play in the second half. Yeah, no. I mean that's LeBron. LeBron's hilarious because he's not even going to play tomorrow night. He's like, right. yeah, I'll play this first half of this All Star game, but I'm going to. And, and LeBron and LeBron's LeBron. LeBron can do whatever he wants at this point. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. But I'm just saying, it's like. But no, to that point, like Luca and Ant and, and Jokic and these guys not coming out and playing hard, like these are the future of the league, and that, that's what we're gonna. Yeah. That's the standard we're getting set here. Like you know, it's. I will give uh, you know what I'll give Dunny a little bit of credit. But past couple of years, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they they want to play. They want to play. They do. They play. No, I was know. I was so happy JB had that the game he did. And obviously, you know how impressive was it? Really, not really at all because we know right. that they weren't playing defense. But to get clowns like that all Saturday yeah. night, and then for him to have probably the most complete game in the All Star game, mm-hmm. thirty six points, eight rebounds, I think four assists and a steal, like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. It was good. I, I do think the Jays the last three years have showed up for sure. They have. Um, I mean, Tatum won the MVP last year. He had us, and last year I thought it was a little bit more competitive. I Still think kind was. of the same ha- same issue, but Halliburton should have got it this that, year. Yeah. How do you not give it to Halliburton in so Indiana after the game doing. he played? And that was it was cool when Halliburton was doing it because at the beginning of the game it hadn't really gone to shit yet. Yes, he was chucking shots, but when he was five for five, it was. I was going nuts like that. that Dame, Dame really came out with like he's like, oh, you guys thought I shouldn't be a starter? Like, okay, yeah. Like Win that the three point contest, yeah. All Star game, MVP, <laughs> and then he loved it when the fans were booing him at the end, which I get. Like, obviously, what you want help? Oh yeah, but like so he, he took it, he took there, it completely you know? fine. Like, I just I, yeah. I thought it was great, but Halliburton should have got MVP. I don't know how you don't give him MVP for that. Well, it's also yeah, just so, going to be hard in the in the league nowadays. It's going to be hard because everybody just shoots threes, and it's just so easy to just mm-hmm. be like, "Well, we could just shoot the whole game." Like we don't have to like in back like when you were talking about that in the nineties and early two thousands, like guys weren't shooting like that. Like they had sure. to go. You couldn't look like a fool just out there chucking up shots you weren't taking. Not all these guys are taking these shots too. So it's a way the game has changed too. Is like made the all star game much worse because it's so much easier. Like you've, we've all played in pick up games where everybody just decides we're not going to play. We're just going to take all these outside shots. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's terrible. And that's what that turned into. Um, Adam Silver was hilarious being like, oh, the East, uh, you scored the most points, like not even (laughs) congratulating them. They didn't say they won. (laughs) It was, was you can tell he's pissed. Are you blaming Steph Curry for ruining the all-star game then? (laughs) 
Is, 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 is this breaking no. news that Jake I'm, from Happy Hour Hoops is blaming Steph Curry for ruining the All-Star game? No, I'm probably – I'd blame LeBron more than I'd blame Steph Curry because I think that this is a LeBron genera- – the whole re- – everything about this is a LeBron generation type thing. And, and, like, the guys worrying about being injured and worrying about their money and everything else, it's all stemmed from the business of LeBron. Like, let's be real. Like, that's it, – it's a lot of it comes from his, like – core tenets of being an NBA superstar. Not that he hasn't gone hard in all-star games in the past, but like you said, he sat out the second half. He coached last year pretty much. The same thing as Giannis. Like it was Giannis versus LeBron being captain slash coaches most of the time. Like it's nope. it's not a good standard to set for young guys. And then you see Anthony Edwards not giving a shit. Like that's the thing. It's like if, if LeBron was out there for 40 minutes in this game, he'd never be out there for 40 minutes. But you know what I mean? Like if he's out there just going ham the whole time, like so everybody else is going to pick up on that. So it's, it, it is what it is. I don't know what they do to fix this game. I like the three on three. I like the one on one ideas. I, I missed the target score, even though it really wouldn't have mattered in this game because I think that that made it really way more competitive. Missed the charity element. I, I really missed the quarter by quarter charity element. That they did because it made the quarter like end of quarters competitive. Um, so like that's the thing. Uh, I, I they talked to Adam Silver about this before the game and his press conference, and they're like, "Why do you switch to East West?" He's like, "Because what we were doing wasn't working." I'm like, well, you guys switched to the, from the East West because that wasn't working though. Yeah, I know. And so, so you, you got to find like, something else. Yeah. yeah, like they just put it back to the thing that wasn't yeah. working before. It's like. What do, you, what do you mean, bro? Like, this wasn't working. That's why you changed it. Did you think it was just magically going to, like, resurrect itself? Like, no, that's not how this works. I really Honestly, he had me back. going for a little bit. I thought it when, – when he said it was coming back, I was like, oh, it's fixed. I did, too. Uh, Don't get me wrong. And I think he thought he wanted a nostalgia play. Nostalgia's in. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wants that nostalgia. The jerseys were sick. Like, honestly, I think that's the reason they need they did East-West is because they could sell those all-star yeah. jerseys, and they're much prettier than just having team versus team jerseys. Agreed. But – like that's not the fix. I really they, they got to find ways. I, I like the I think that the quarters having the quarters matter made every made every quarter competitive at least in the last couple minutes. You don't yeah. need a full quarter of competitive basketball. Agreed. But you need three minutes, and maybe they should do ten minute quarters. Maybe you don't need to do a full length NBA game. Shorten the time so the guys know it's not as big of a commitment. Even do eight minute quarters. Fuck it. Like we don't need. Like I know it's a TV show. Throw some more commercials in. Throw yeah. some dunks in between. Show us some of the, you know, in-game entertainment that goes on. Like people, like everybody's watching these games, is watching League Pass and watching these in-game entertainment stuff. Like, what if they just show Red Panda on on TV on yeah. TNT? Who's not signing up for that? Like, I want to see Red Panda on TNT. Like, give me that. Show me the Bulls trampoline dunkers that were amazing. Their Play knockout. Their Play knockout for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have, do something. Have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Like, there's ways that you could make it more entertaining in-game and make the load lessen on the players, make yeah. them play harder for a shorter amount of time, and it still be, like, a show. They really need to add some, like – Everything needs more wrestling, bro. They just need to add some wrestling in. <laughs> have like an all-star coming, like have yeah. Reggie Miller like take his fucking suit off and come out there for the East in the third quarter and start. Have, have like, Jose Alvarado run out of the tunnel yeah. and steal the ball steal the as ball. they're dribbling yeah. and walking it up half court. Like stuff. Like just I don't know. Make it a show, like if, yeah. like something like that. I don't Make know. Man. It's just the, the, there's there's got 
the answer shouldn't have been let's just go back exactly the way it is. But I swear okay. that my reason that they did it is that this there's got to be the jerseys. Like fanatics yeah. is like we want to sell these East West jerseys. Let's do it. Probably yeah. right. It uh it needs it needs work. That's for damn sure. The All Star game. Um, I still and I'll probably you know, buy a damn jersey at some point in the next yeah. couple years. So they're not wrong. Like that's a good move. All in all, I, you know, I didn't hate the weekend as much as everyone else did. I think a, a lot of it's yeah. just people just hating just to hate. Like Steve said, probably just missing their regular season games. Uh, we get all that back tomorrow. Thank you. So, Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll, we'll we got to stop talking about something besides the All-Star game. We'll <laughs> Everyone's see, uh, been talking about the All-Star game for a week. <laughs> I know. It's exhausting, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what Adam Silver has in store for next year. Hopefully mm-hmm. the players at least hear some of this and, and maybe they're sick of hearing about it too and, the, and they'll do a little something themselves. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll close out the show talking about the Doc Rivers drama. This is also the other thing that everyone can't stop talking about. Uh, we'll sit, we'll save our spirited MVP debate for next week. We can hopefully it will it will get even juicier and even more controversial. I'll be and, talking for too long if we do it today. Way too right. long. <laughs> so we'll do we'll do Doc Rivers drama here. For those who didn't see, uh, Doc Rivers first went on a podcast and basically threw everyone under the bus that he could. Somehow brought up Kawhi Leonard on the Clippers and kind of threw him under the bus. Um, he pulled Basically, a LeBron, was, bro. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to give he himself he was trying to give himself credit for James Harden leaving Philly. He blamed uh the he blamed the players on the Bucks after they lost that embarrassing game to the Grizzlies right before the All-Star break. He said I think half our guys were already in Cabo. Um he he said he didn't know why the Milwaukee Bucks called him after Adrian Griffin got fired. It's like, "Yes, you do, bro. You've been you've been discussing shit with them since this fall it's like you know exactly why they called you yeah uh so he basically you know kind of did some corny shit made a fool of himself a bit and then uh jj reddick called him out jj says it how it is usually he did that on espn basically said that doc needs to be more accountable stop blaming players patrick beverly new new player on the milwaukee bucks Says Doc Rivers saves your career, JJ. Um, you know, no one else wanted you. Things, things of that nature. JJ Reddick claps back, basically tells Pat to get the fuck out of here. He had a four-year offer with a player option. He could have gone elsewhere if he wanted to. Also, not to mention, I mean, JJ had some great years on Philly after he left yeah. the Clippers. He was solid in Orlando. Um, you know, I don't I don't think Doc saved his career by any means, but all, this big beef. Um, and so now that's that's what we're left with. We're left with, you know, the, the Bucks still have that shit record since Doc took over. Nothing's changed Three and there. seven. Um, you know, he, he has thrown his players under the bus a couple times since he's joined. It's not exactly what you want to see or hear if you're a Bucks fan or player. Players are still coming to his defense like Pat Bev. And then, you know, JJ just kind of doing his job, catching strays, but sticking up for himself. I, I think this is – a funny, just like run-of-the-mill modern-day NBA interaction now. You know, a little Twitter involved, a little ESPN clip involved, and then Doc Rivers viewing all his bullshit on a podcast. It's like that's that's the NBA in 2020. 
It yeah. really is. And we, we talked about this before the show too, right? We both really value J.J. Redick and Pat Beverly's opinions. Two brilliant basketball minds, two guys who know the game inside and out. So, like, it, it's it's awesome to kind of see them going back and forth at each other. But I, I told you this, and, and this is how I feel about it. Like, I don't think we, – we all agreed. We didn't think Doc Rivers was the right move for this Milwaukee Bucks team. And so far, very small sample size, but it's shown it. Their defense has been terrible, three and seven in the last ten and you know it's tough to switch your coach when you're second in the east now they're slipping down the standings it it's not aging well but pat bev is a a team guy right pat bev is a loyal team guy he is going to have the back of his teammates of his coaches or whoever's on his side at the time so no surprise there that pat bev i think took uh doc rivers back there and, and didn't allow jj to you know say what he did um about doc rivers because like i said i don't think it's shocking i just think that's pat Bev's personality right he's not yeah. gonna hold back he's he's a, he's a team guy he's gonna support doc regardless of what the buck success is regardless of how they're doing right now regardless of what doc rivers track record has been doc rivers is pat beverly's head coach right now he's going mm -hmm. to defend him it's just plain and simple yeah, and all, then of course Austin Rivers got involved on ESPN too of a course. couple of days later, and it's like uh, he was basically like, "I don't get how people can keep saying that uh, my dad doesn't get held accountable, and he's not ever the one to blame. He always puts it on his players." And then Austin Rivers brought up about how he's been fired multiple times and let go, and he was like, "He seems to always have to take the responsibility, but you guys are saying that he doesn't." Um, which uh, you know, I think there's a little bit of truth to that. It's also yeah. just like. Uh, you know, I'm sure Doc didn't even want Austin Rivers to come to his defense. Didn't Doc just leave Philly though? Like Doc didn't that, get yeah. fired from Philly. Yeah, Doc was like, I'm take, I'm, I'm resigning and going yeah. to go to ESPN. Like that, that's yeah. very much with Austin. There. I think it was probably going to happen if he didn't do that, but right, agree. Technic yeah. Technically, he left on his own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean. It's also weird that like a guy like this has gotten as many chances as he has. Like he has, you know, I love Doc. I'm always going to because he brought the Celtics a championship in my lifetime. But, you know, the track record hasn't been there. I think he's honestly just knows the game. So well. I really I think he's a likable dude outside of this shit that he did this week and the comments he's been making. I think he's got, he got himself fed up. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think he got himself in quite the bind, but I don't think he's gets as many opportunities or, you know, has players like Pat Bev who just started being his coach. Like, I, I don't think people are coming to his defense like this if he's not just a good dude. I, I think that might be it. I think that, like I think he's a, a good basketball mind. I think people like him once he's in the building. And I think sometimes he puts his foot in his mouth and, and can't help himself. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the thing is though, like you you can't ignore the collapses that have happened under Doc Rivers. Like there's no. been some horrible playoff collapses from right. a lot of from different organizations. That's the thing. It's the Clippers. It was it was with the Sixers as well. Mm -hmm. So there's there's reason that these players like feel so strongly about it. Like JJ had to witness that. JJ JJ was on that team thinking that they're making the NBA finals and they have one of the worst collapses. Only only those guys in the locker room know how that all went down and right. why that went down. And Doc is the Doc is the he's the guy that's involved in both of these both of them too, and, and across the board. And yeah, I think Doc Doc's best reputation is that he's been great with stars and he's great with players and he's great at player management and everything else. And so yeah, you got guys that are gonna obviously go to bat for him. But when you're a great players coach, that means that you're probably paying attention to one guy more than another guy too, and that that's gonna make some guys feel some type of way. Anyways, and JJ, as we said, like. He just calls it how he sees it. Like he, like JJ's never gonna parse any words. Now 
JJ, the one I love JJ Redick as a basketball analyst. I think he's one of the best. My criticism of JJ is that he tries to act like he's above hot take culture and then participates in hot take culture and knows when things are slow and wants to bring something up. And he says it smartly and and he's he's very intellectual and can like make it sound like it's like not just some random like crazy just take a normal take even though it's, yeah, yeah exactly like he prefaces it in that way but he's he knows what he's doing with that like he was generating content for, for sure. espn for days for us to sit here on this podcast <laughs> yeah. so that's what yeah. jj like that's the thing that pisses genius me off about really JJ sometimes it is it's really smart <laughs> but he he tries to act like he's above it and he's not yeah, above he's it not. all the time like he is no a lot is. of times and i think he brings better discourse to, to basketball than we had and he's better like basketball discourse is better with him with a podcast and with him on espn and everything else but he's not above all of the shit that we complain about either and so that's the thing where it's like that's where these guys are like listen jj like we hear you but come on bro like what are you what are you doing here like you're you're not any you're not above any of this hot take shit that happens on your network as as it does that's my biggest yeah. complaint with jj like is that he yeah, that's fair he he's he just tries to act like he's above it sometimes and he's not above it and but you, i don't want him to embrace it because that would change who he is but he right. also can't act and maybe that's just going to be the part of the shtick as it is he did you know it, it is what it is he also is complaining about uh basketball fans not wanting to be smart enough it's like bro no no kid on youtube is going to watch your nine minute breakdown video that you're talking about like i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's just not no one's like no one's gonna go spend no one's gonna spend that time like it's yeah, just like, not gonna happen. Like that's not young NBA fans don't care about true shit. They're on TikTok. No, and, they they care about dunking highlights. Yeah. <laughs> who posterized oh, who? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know, and JJ, I think he was right on. But like, let's just stay. Like, I don't think he needed to bring up the past shit. Like. I think he's right on that Doc Rivers needs to be held accountable, but I think it needs to he needs to be held accountable what we've seen over the last month and then his comments about what's happened over the last month. Like to me, yeah. this this shit, not the the coaching, but like him complaining about I forget what were the two destinations, Dallas and Utah, I think. He was complaining about how they had to go to Dallas and Utah and taking over in the middle of the season is hard. It's like, bro, you said yes. No one made you take yep. this job. No, the Bucks didn't force right. you into taking this head coaching job. Adrian Griffin got let go. They asked you, and then you said yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah, no one, no one's saying it's not difficult to take over a team, but you also are taking over a team who had the second best record in the Eastern Conference. They might have had the second best record in the NBA at the time. Giannis is on your team. That should be enough alone. Not to mention Damian Lillard. And then you're complaining about having to take. It's like everyone takes road trips, bro. Yeah. What are you talking about? And then to say that, oh, half our guys are in Cabo. You guys lost to a team with a starting point guard who was on a 10-day contract. It's yeah. like that at the at some point that comes down to you, man. You you should have had Thanasis out there locking him up. How do but you instead, lose? How do you lose to he, the Grizzlies before and then he the, throws the team under the bus? So, like, yeah, I think he should be held responsible, but he should be held responsible for the shit that's happening right now. You know, I think all the past shit is the past shit. Like, yeah, he blew three one leads. He, you know, he dropped the ball with all these star players. That stuff happened. You're right. But I, I think the, the fairest criticism is to kind of, you know, stick it to him for what's been happening right now with the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, yep. 
it's 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 kind of embarrassing at the, the very least. And I, I think Bucks players, because you know, the whole rumor was Giannis and Dame wanted Griffin out. Yep. They got what they wished for. And, you know, I think they should they should have to deal with the consequences too. And they certainly are. You know, obviously it's you know, still plenty of season left. They're still in third. I don't mean to be talking about them like they're at the bottom of the east, but uh, it doesn't look great right now. They lost to the the Blazers, the Grizzlies, and the Jazz. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Yeah. As the Milwaukee Bucks. You can't do that. It's also funny that JJ is talking shit about him after he like took his job at ESPN too. Yeah, it's right. like kicking him on the way out. Not that I mean, I mean you got a head coaching job, whatever, but it is what it is, man. Yeah. It's it, let like you're saying, then you kind of saying, prove it on the court, buddy. Like you're yeah. three and seven and you're slipping in the standings. The, the Knicks are right on your tail. The Cavs already passed you. Like they got they got work to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, we'll we'll see with Doc Rivers in the box. Like we said, uh MVP spirited debate about the MVP will be coming next week. Giannis is one of those guys who's up there for now. I mean, if the Bucks keep this for up, now. he could he could start falling. You know and who the Bucks it, play first game after the break? Who's that? In Minnesota, Friday night ESPN. Mm. Love that. That's a game. That's a game. I'm sure Doc's already complained about the airfare. Um, but no, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. We'll see, we'll see if uh Giannis slips or moves up that MVP ladder by the next time no, we're talking. The MVP about this. ladder is the most rigged thing. I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> don't I'll don't get Steve going game. yet. Don't get Steve oh, started. We'll get Jokic, Jokic, Jokic had six, four, and four. All right, his odds are now minus eight thousand. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I, can't I can't do it. I can't do it. So uh, that's that's a preview. We uh, we're no, gonna have all the emotions games. next week three when we talk about the MVP. Street. And three. the the other thing that will happen next week is the winner of the game time gift card, courtesy of Win Streaks. Uh, Happy Hour Hoops is brought to you by Win Streaks. Use our referral code HHH when you sign up. You're gonna need that referral code for a chance to win the game time gift card. Um, refer your friends and win an additional 50% of what they win. Never, ever need to deposit any money. It's always 100% free. 100 players win cash prizes every week, up to $2,000. NFL, NHL, college basketball, MLB is right around the corner. Pick any games of the major sports, accumulate those points, and then win your cash prizes, guys. Once again, win streaks. Go download the app and use our referral code H. H H and that's going to do it. A nice I lengthy need, I episode. Got, I got to say one more thing. I have to one say more thing more. from Steve. One more thing leading into next week. Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets lost three straight games before his MVP odds were plus 125. He had a very bad game. Had two of the three games were bad games. He's now minus 150. He lost three straight. Shea won two in a row. I'm not even going to just bring up Luca. who's, you know, longest win streak in the NBA right now. I'm not even going to bring up what he's doing. Shea won two in a row, you know, averaged like 36 and like six or something. Luca did his thing. No, 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 no. Jokic. Jokic lost three straight with the Nuggets, right? right. Had a had a really two, a really bad game, not so great game, and a, and a, and a solid game. Went from – uh, plus 125 to minus 150. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it makes I don't no know, sense, I don't man. Know I, I, I don't know what they're doing. My take, my, my take as of now, unless there's substantial change, has to do a lot with what you just said. And S, 
SGA is going to be a big talking point of mine next week. I'll just tease it with that. No, okay. no none of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. I can't get no. into it. I just can't get into it. <laughs> we will. So that that it. yeah, that should be enough of a tease for you guys to tune in next week. We're going to have a very spirited MVP uh, debate. We're going to talk about whatever's relevant next week. Hopefully not Doc Rivers. And yeah, hopefully you guys liked our takes on the All Star Game. Thank you to Win Streaks. Thank you to Trey and Rex Sports as always. This has been another episode of Happy Hour Hoops. Later, guys.